Hello. Just before we start, don't forget that this DNA Detectives podcast is inspired by the DNA Detectives books, and you can find those online and in all good bookshops. Hello, and welcome to the first of our DNA Detectives podcasts. I'm Dr Mandy Hartley, and I've worked with DNA for over 15 years. Now I teach people, especially children, about science and DNA through stories. And I've written three DNA detective books, which are all about Annabelle and Harry, two children who use DNA to solve mysteries. We're going to be looking at the many different uses of DNA in this series. But today we're starting at the very beginning and finding out what DNA is. help me is the real Annabelle from my DNA detective books, who is also my daughter. Hello to you, Annabelle. Hello. And we're going to be speaking to Fran Gale, who works at a very special centre of science based in Cambridge called the Wellcome Genome Campus. It's home to the Sanger Institute, which is involved in lots of very exciting projects using DNA. If there is anyone who's going to know what DNA is, it's Fran, and we are incredibly lucky to be talking to her today. So, are you ready? Let's find out more. Remember to pay attention carefully, as right at the end, I'll be asking some questions to see if you've been listening. We had lots of things that we wanted to know, but the very first one that we asked Fran is, do you remember, Annabelle, what was the very first question? It was a really important question. It was, what is DNA? So DNA is this molecule that's found in pretty much most cells of our body. And it's really cool because it's got this uh, like a twisted ladder structure, what we call a double helix. And it's made up of four letters, which are A, C, T and G. And essentially that DNA provides the instructions for all living things. So a bit like the instructions you get in your Lego, DNA is the instructions to make a human or any living thing, really. Uh, that makes it clearer. And... Annabelle, you wanted to know about the letters, didn't you? The A, C, G and T. What do the letters stand for? So they are what we call um, chemical bases. So they have names. So A is for adenine, C is for cytosine, G is for guanine and T is for thymine. So these are just essentially the, the building blocks that make up the structure of DNA, basically. So if you see them like little Lego blocks that make it all up, that's the best way I can describe them. But I wonder, could you explain to me what is DNA sequencing? That's quite an important question because I throw that term in all the time. So DNA sequencing is a process whereby we take the DNA from its chemical form, which we find in its cells. It goes into a machine and it produces it into a string of letters of A, C's, T's and G's. So it's almost like turning it from this something that's, you know, biological in its cells to data to lots of letters that we can analyse and interpret and compare with other samples to see what's changed. Oh, wow, that's so awesome. But what's so important about studying DNA? So DNA is like the instructions for all living things, and sometimes it changes, and it's really important to understand why DNA changes, particularly when we're looking at human DNA, because it can help us work out perhaps why it's making some people sick or how we've changed over time as well. So we study DNA really to help us understand human health and disease, but also animal health and disease as well. So I wondered as well, how big is DNA? Is it is it small or is it really big? 
That's a good question. So you can't really see it with your naked eye, but there's a lot of DNA within a cell. So if you were to pull out all of the DNA found in a single cell, it would stretch out to about two metres. So although it's very tiny, tiny, you can't see it. It's very, very long. So I've heard about something called the Human Genome Project, but what is that and how is it related to DNA? So the reason the Sanger Institute uh, exists today is because of that Human Genome Project. And it's a project that started way, way back in 1990. The Sanger Institute sort of first opened really in 1993. And um, basically the reason that started was so they could be the UK home for where all the DNA was being sequenced for this first ever human genome. So the genome, if you use the term genome, that's all of the DNA instructions in a cell, basically. And Back then, the DNA technology was very, very slow. It took ages to sequence just a small bit of DNA. So this was a massive project because the human genome is 3.1 billion letters long. So that's a huge amount of, of DNA to sequence. And um, so there was lots of different institutions all around the world who got together. But the Sanger Institute did actually about one third of the whole human genome. That's about 850 million base pairs or DNA letters. So that was a major achievement and the gold standard was produced in 2003. Now, Fran, you said that the whole genome was 3.1 billion letters long. Now, way back when I was a student, which is about 30 years or more ago, it took us about a week to sequence 400 of those letters. But I was really interested to know how quickly can you sequence the whole genome, those 3.1 billion letters today? In lightning speed compared to that now. So, I mean, I started back at um, the Sanger Institute back in 2008, and it still took a long time still to sequence a, a human genome. Um, but now, you know, just to get the raw data off, there's machines that are doing it, you know, every 30 minutes they are creating, they get creating the, the data at least for a human genome. Wow, that's impressive. So we know what DNA is, but what can DNA be used for and what are you using it for right now? So the Sanger Institute works in quite a lot of areas, but the fundamental thing they're looking at is, is DNA and, and what that DNA can tell us. So there's lots of different programmes. One is very much looking at what we call human genetics. So understanding how changes in our DNA can be linked to diseases, sometimes quite rare diseases that can affect um, how children develop, but also quite things that we would see as quite common. So, um, but there's often lots of lots of different, what we call genes, lots of different instructions involved. So things like diabetes, heart disease, even things like Crohn's disease, which um, affects your tummy. Um, we also look at um, things like cancer. So unfortunately about it, one in three people are going to experience cancer in their lifetime, which is a pretty horrible statistic. But what we want to do is understand, well, what are those changes in DNA that mean the cells don't behave as they should and go on to develop cancer? And what and again, understanding that can also lead to us developing drugs that can be very, very targeted to specific patients, depending on the changes that have happened in their DNA. And that's what we call personalised medicine. So that's really, really important. Another thing that we look at is is pathogens. So pathogens are microbes that can cause different diseases. And um, obviously we know 
coronavirus has been with us for about a year and um amazingly Sanger within a few weeks was able to set up uh what we call a sequencing pipeline um so we were able to sequence lots of coronavirus samples and I think to date we've done something like almost 200,000 coronavirus samples which is more than half of the world's coronavirus samples which is incredible goodness what incredible things you're working on out of all the things you've talked about and there were so many important things there but which do you think is the most important it is so difficult to say which one is more important because they all play such an important role in helping understand human disease and health and actually what most recently we don't um something i find really really interesting but that's because i i come from a zoology background is that they are doing this huge project called the darwin tree of life and they are going to sequence the dna of every living thing with a nucleus caveat there um in the uk so that's almost seventy thousand species so they're hoping to do that in 10 years so I think that's amazing just because of the sheer scale of it is, is amazing. So imagine all the butterflies in the UK, all the wiggly worms in the in the um, in the UK, all the mammals, all the amphibians. That's all going to be sequenced, hopefully in the next 10 years. That's really interesting. So we know you work with DNA, but what inspired you to become a scientist in the first place? So I've always been a curious person, so and I've always loved um, biology and and wildlife. So when I was four, I had an animal encyclopedia and I read it from cover to cover. So my granddad gave me that. And so I've always loved animals. And and, you know, I was when I was your age, I was out in the garden collecting various different <laughs> bugs and keeping them in jars and studying them. So I've always been that that sort of way inclined. Um, so I decided, yeah, I, I want to do biology at university. So I did bi biology at university. I realised I wasn't that, I was better at being outside of a lab than in a lab. Um, I wasn't very good at lab. I almost singed my eyebrows with a Bunsen burner. So I think that was um, a top tip for perhaps this is not for you, but I'm very good at talking about science. And I really was very passionate about talking about science. So that got me into my first job, which was running an education department at Colchester Zoo. And I was there and then I did a master's uh, which is like an extra bolt-on degree in science communication because I just love talking about science and I thought well why not get a qualification in talking about science and um, and then I got my job at the Sanger Institute um, and then subsequently now at Connecting Science which is on the Wellcome Genome Campus as well. And I wanted to know if people want to do the kind of thing that you do which is incredible what would your tips be? Because it sounds like an amazing job. Oh, that's a good one. That's a bit of a tough one as well. Um, so I think if you are interested in something, pursue it. And, you know, and don't like going to university. The best advice I was given is if you're going to go to university, do something that you enjoy because you'll be spending a lot of your time doing it. So don't do something that you think you should be doing or because you think someone else should be doing it. Do it because you love it and you have passion because otherwise it gets very boring doing something you don't have passion for. Um, be curious as well is another thing. You know, never stop being curious. I think that's really important because you can open your eyes to so many different things. And um, the other thing is never stop learning. I guess it's linked to the second one, but I, I always thought, oh, you finish school, you finish university, you never, you, that's it, you, your learning's done. But actually life is so important. If you always keep learning because you can always learn new things always develop yourself and that's your knowledge 
and you can no one can take that away from you so i said in the beginning i was going to ask you some questions so are you ready here we go i need you to answer true or false dna provides the instructions to make a human and all living things what do you think is that true or false the next one is the human genome, all of the instructions in the DNA, is a hundred letters long. Is that true or false? Oh, good one, Bella. And the next one, the letters which make up DNA are A, C, G and T. What do you reckon? True or false? Oh, Bella's got the answer. So if you want to check whether you got these questions right, you can go to our website where you'll find some really cool and fun activities and you can find out more information about today's session. The website is insightandperspective.co.uk. So if you go to that website and look for the logo for the podcast, you'll be able to find all the information. So that's all for today. Look out for other podcasts in this series. And next time, we'll be discovering how archaeologists use DNA to answer questions about the past, which is going to be an amazing session. You really don't want to miss it. So just search for DNA Detectives wherever you get your podcasts and click subscribe, which means you will never miss an episode. I really, really hope that you've enjoyed finding out more about DNA. It's what makes you you, you know. So it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.